Okay, well, and it does say all the static and stuff is off. It, it was real bad reception here. Anyway, uh, I like it when it's quiet like this. I don't hear any static at the moment. Uh, yeah, maybe the test messed it up. Well, guess what the uh, uh, topic of the show today is. Let me first announce the show. This is uh, Stop the Presses uh, with Ron Avery filling in for Mark Anderson today. And uh, Mark Anderson and I talked earlier about really about 45 minutes ago. And uh, he was worried about this test coming up. And uh, so I looked into it online to see what I could find out about this FEMA uh, national uh, alert system thing uh, was doing. And I just happened to be online and uh, my phone was on when the thing went off, you know. So, uh, and I survived it at least immediately. I mean, the phone still works and uh, I'm online with the. Uh, rbn here and on skype so at least we're uh and i i thank goodness i didn't get the injection uh the covid19 caca potion shot so uh none of the uh all the graphene uh, didn't go off at the you know and, and start forming into the satan and crawling through my veins so uh, you know things are looking <laughs> looking good, but um, you know it, it it does bring up some thoughts. What what in the world? I mean, here we are, are solved tyrannical government in place. A, a federal emergency may, needs to. Alert the people to what? I mean, we have just one town, uh, Eagle Pass, one of the crossings. I think there are there 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 are three major crossing sites, uh, uh, import sites, or I forgot what they call them, portals or whatever, for uh, coming across the border, the Mexican border into the United States. Three of the main ones. Eagle Pass is one of them. And there's about 4,000 a day crossing there. And so there are literally thousands of uh, illegal aliens, mostly from Latin America, but many from other places as well, uh, flooding into the United States. And wh- wh- wouldn't you like to hear that? You know, have the <coughs> warning.
There's a train a coming. You don't need no baggage. You just get on board. All you need is faith to be Susan. You don't need no ticket. You just thank the Lord. Yeah. From coast to coast Faith is the key Open the doors and board them There's room for all of the love And honesty yeah, yeah. which is the the uh, legacy of the former great editor of the Chicago Tribune, Robert Rutherford McCormick, who was a America first constitutionalist, as far from a globalist as you can possibly imagine. And yet they use the money from his legacy. He's the namesake of that foundation. They use it in part, as I understand it, to help support the global cities programs there. Uh, to say he's turning over in his grave is the most vast understatement that you can imagine. But anyway, as we're showing here, the next Pritzker form has been moved to later in the year, November 13 through 15, 2023. And what's interesting here, I'll go down a little bit to this slide here. This is a PowerPoint. Um, this is a first. Um, I'm sure this is still coming through, Ron. It yeah. says here, the 2023 in-person... Pritzker Forum, they have been doing a lot of virtual stuff due to their um, claimed fear over COVID. Um, it's now invitation only for the first time. And so this creates a problem for independents such as myself that might want to, you know, pay the fee or do whatever it do, do whatever we do like anyone else would and just uh, go in like a free citizen um, who helps uh, indirectly uh, provide the tax shelter, the tax-exempt status for this organization that puts this on, and that's the Chicago Council on Global Affairs. So they have a tax-exempt status, which does require them to have open public programs 
but probably not every one of their programs. But for the first time now, they're going invitation only. So it might be that the best I can do for the first time since I started covering this is to hope for some post-event videos that I could. But uh, I'm. Hello. You there? Okay, I believe we're live again. And uh, I had to get off Skype and just get on the phone here. So maybe that test did have uh, some influence on this thing. First time all that's happened. Uh, so anyway, um, I was saying, what, what is, uh, what kind of a test? Well, even my ears are bugging me now. Uh, what kind of a test, uh, would be a national emergency, uh, that would be more severe than, uh, 50,000 people crossing into the border illegally every day? I mean, I think I'd put that out on the alert, you know. I mean, everybody's phone ought to go off. Everybody's computer ought to tell you that there are illegal aliens flooding into the southern border of the United States. I think that's worthy of a national emergency alert from FEMA. But now let, let, me, give you a, let me give you a little sample of what national emergencies have been in the past and see how that stacks up. Well, this they passed the National Emergencies Act, the NEA. Uh, that's uh, Public Law 94-412. I'm reading this really just right off of uh, Wikipedia, really. And it's, uh, give you a sample, the act empowers the president. Now, this doesn't have anything to do with this uh, alerting system. That comes under another law that that actually made the alerting system. But these presidents, when they, if they're going to announce an emergency, uh, let, let's see what the kind of an emergencies they would announce. Uh, so far, they said that what they've used this national alert system for is uh, stuff like, uh, you know, a kid goes missing or is abducted, abductions or something like that. And uh, like storms, you know, like a tornado coming or something like that, you know. <clears throat> I thought that was under some of that NOAA stuff, though. The, uh, but anyway, um, regardless, they got this system. And I'm just curious, what in the hell do they think would be an emergency bigger than thousands of illegal aliens uh, busting in? Uh, to the southern border of America every day. And I'm going to give you some samples now of laws that, that the uh, presidents have, uh, or, or emergencies the presidents have uh, announced. Well, this, this legislation, uh, national emergency legislation, was passed uh, during Gerald Ford's 
Uh, it was he signed it uh, on September the fourteenth, nineteen seventy six. And what this thing did is it, uh, uh, it it empowers the president to activate special powers during a crisis, but imposes certain procedural formalities when invoking such powers. The perceived need for the law arose from the scope and number of laws granting special power to the executive in times of national emergency. Congress can terminate in an emergency declaration with a joint resolution enacted into law. Powers available under this act are limited to the 136 emergency powers Congress has defined by law. <laughs> I, I'm already questioning that. Um, somehow that, that reeks of just by-stepping the Constitution and just having special other outside laws. Well, anyway, the legislation was, uh, and where's the amendment, by the way? Where, where's the constitutional amendment providing for emergency powers of the executive? So you can't do it. Any time, see, here's another evidence of dissolution. That's, that's not how you can do anything. You, whenever they pass laws, they make a law that somehow is outside the Constitution or violates the Constitution or alters its terms by law, it dissolves it. it they've dissolved their own authority. These people are, should not be left loose near laws or constitutions. They don't get it. So, anyway, this is just another evidence of dissolution. Now, here's some ideas. uh, The first president to issue an emergency proclamation was Woodrow Wilson, who on February the 5th, 1917, issued the following. I have found that there exists a national emergency arising from insufficiency of maritime tonnage to carry the products of the farms, forests, mines, and manufacturing industries of the United States to their consumers abroad and within the United States. This proclamation was within the limits of the act that established the United States Shipping Board. The first president to declare a national emergency was President Abraham Lincoln during the American Civil War starting with Franklin Delano Roosevelt in 1933, presidents asserted the power to declare emergencies without limiting their scope or duration, without citing the relevant statutes, and without congressional oversight. Well, now, see, that just, that just, they just did anything they wanted to. They just, you know, I feel like we've got an emergency here, boy. I'm just going to have to take over. You can just wad that up by Constitution, shove that in your pocket, because uh, I'm 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 in charge now. Well, the uh, the Supreme Court in Youngstown Sheet and Tube Company versus Sawyer limited what a president could do in such an emergency, but did not limit the emergency declaration power itself. Well, in 1973, 
Senate investigation found that Senate Report 93-549 that four declared emergencies remained in effect. The 1933 banking crisis with respect to the hoarding of gold, the 1950 emergency with respect to the Korean War, a 1970 emergency regarding a postal worker's strike, and a 1971 emergency in response to inflation. So all, all four of those things were still in effect at the time of the, uh, the Senate investigation. So they had to investigate how many emergencies were still in effect and going on. They didn't even know. Well, you know, if the Senate of the United States and, and the American individual walking around on the street, he doesn't know that an emergency is in effect. What the hell is going on? I mean, uh, do we know? I mean, this this is ridiculous. I mean, if a, a national emergency, every human being in the United States ought to know what that is and when it's in effect, when it's when it's initiated and when it's closed out. No more emergency. That ought to be declared, too. Well, they, most people probably didn't even know there was an emergency. And and then they certainly weren't nobody, even the Senate didn't know that there wasn't one anymore, that they that didn't exist. And it was still in place. They still had the emergency in place. I mean, this, this stuff is just ludicrous. I mean, it's uh, what the hell is going on? And 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 the southern border is not an emergency, and every every American ought to know. Well, anyway, stay with us. We'll be right back after this. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Extend your life with Everyone around me seems to get sick but me. My brother got the flu twice. My mother was down with some sort of fever. People at work were taking sick days off and others were just plain tired and run down. And me? Well, I just keep feeling great all the time with Extendivite. My grandfather used to talk about the power of garlic and other herbs he took that kept him healthy. I'm lucky. Extendivite was just what I needed to keep me healthy 
and Extendivite is all natural. Extendivite was designed for the heart but does so much more by keeping me healthy all the time. I'll take Extendivite forever. Get your two-month supply for only $69.95 plus shipping and handling. My name is Rick and you can be like me. Just by calling 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Welcome back to Stop the Presses with Ron Avery filling in for Mark Anderson today. Uh, maybe he'll call in because he should have already had this uh, uh, alert go off and be back online and all that. Uh, I think they're an hour later than we are. He's in Michigan. And so that would uh, – I heard it at uh, uh, at one – I think I heard it at about one o'clock, one twenty. So he should have heard it up there. Well, you know. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> Forget all that. Uh, and I'm sure most of you, the listeners out there, have, have heard, gotten their alert thing. And uh, but also, let me any any listeners that want to call in, feel free to call in starting right now. I'm just kind of free winging it here. So. Um, if you have something you want to talk about, any any topic, in fact, if you want to talk about, call in, and uh, I'll entertain it and talk to you about it. And uh, but of course, in the forefront of all this is why now is uh, this admission by Newsmax, which is a big player. I mean, this is a big media outlet, and it's, in, in my mind, it's still part of the media, mass media cartel. It's in there for Fox to replace Fox after it separated or quit backing Trump and uh, kind of turned against Trump. Well, that lost a lot of people, so they uh, they brought in Newsmax, but Newsmax was pretty tough. Uh, this Rob Schmidt was pretty rough uh, when he said that uh, 
it was intentional. This this uh, locked wide open border was intentional, and was harmful to American citizens and the illegal aliens themselves, and um, uh, that it was also promoted by uh, the, this uh, alteration of the demographics of the United States was being sponsored and paid for by uh, and advocated by uh, these globalists like uh, uh, Klaus Schwab and and George Soros. You know, I mean that's that's getting pretty that's getting pretty close to nailing it. And uh, uh, the only thing is, we got to call we got to switch our terminology from uh, a, a policy, a presidential policy. To presidential tyranny. Uh, so, well, I got a caller, and I'm going to take him right now. Mike uh, from Kentucky. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Well, you provoked me by talking about national emergencies, and you know, there's uh, provisions, and you, you keep uh, mentioning this word, and I'm trying to get my stupid tablet to turn the volume down, and it won't do it. Um, <laughs> so, I may have to walk away from the tablet. Anyway, um, there's uh, 33, last I heard, I think it was the New York Times or New York Post that actually uh, reported on that several years ago, probably over a decade ago. I tried to share it out. Uh, what's the word you use that where the government is basically... Uh, Dissolved? Solved? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, who's a party to the Constitution at this point? The courts try to rule that we're not a party. Nobody has standing when they bring these court cases and it's apparent that they want to ignore that we have any state citizenship. I've tried, you know, here in the targeted town of Kim Davis, I've tried to get her to provoke her lawyers to let her stand up in court and say she never willingly emigrated out of Kentucky. Because that's, that's in the Constitution, you know. There is no uh, hindrance against immigration out of the state, but if you're tricked into immigrating out of the state, then the Constitution for Kentucky no longer applies to you. And the federal courts have ruled repeatedly in different situations that you're not a party to the Constitution, you know. Or I was in court one time when I heard a judge say, "Do not mention the Constitution in my court." Yeah, like, right. I thought this court was a Commonwealth of Kentucky court, you know. When I heard that, of course, I was in the audience, the other side of the bar, so I didn't, I didn't have any standing to raise objection, but. I think it was yeah, that's one Times. of their that's that's one of their favorite things is to prevent. Well, they are blocking citizens from correcting unlawful government. Uh, that's their their favorite thing, and they they tell you that you ha- don't have standing, and they well, got they a whole bunch status. of whole bunch of uh, rules of precedent, which is nothing but ca- bad case law, to prove this stuff. Uh, so what they've literally done is overturn most of the constant, even the state constitutions. Like, I wouldn't be any more interested than, than in being a, uh, a Texas citizen than I would be a federal citizen because our Texas constitution is just as dissolved as a federal one is, and for many well, of the you're same reasons. Huh? Somebody, you have to be a citizen to be elected to office. So Kim Davis would therefore be a citizen of the state of Kentucky. That would activate her rights under that state constitution, which says she had the right to worship Almighty God according to the dictates of her conscience. And it is fairly clear 
Well, everybody Good. hang on, and, and you too, yeah. Mike, and I got another caller too, but y'all hang on till after this break coming up. We'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. The secret to aging like fine wine is in the vines. Ciroc grape seeds and skins contain high levels of flavonoids and resveratrol. Fermentation breaks these organic compounds down into smaller molecules, penetrating these therapeutic ingredients deeper into the skin, delivering faster and more effective results. Our handmade fermented skincare products are formulated with all natural ingredients and do not contain any phthalates or parabens. Similar products can cost as much as $180. At Natural Earth Medicine, we source our ingredients from local Arizona vineyards and cold process our oils to ensure that our customers receive the highest quality product in its purest form. Learn more at our website and try our fermented skincare products today. Visit naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Tejibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plants. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN.
Welcome back to Stop the Presses with Ron Avery filling in for Mark Anderson today. And by the way, it is uh, October the 4th, 2023. But uh, Mike, uh, carry on with uh, what you were talking about, uh, about uh, this uh, citizenship thing and the this, well, I'm, I'm trying not to be rude, but I think we have maybe sometimes up to two seconds of lag in the phone, so I end up talking over you, trying to anticipate when you pause for a breath. <laughs> over. Right. Okay. Yeah, that was almost two seconds before you responded on my end. Really? Uh, so, yes. Uh, <clears throat> people don't realize this. Even on landlines, they go through digital processing, and they, I think this is how they steal elections or appear to steal, steal elections. They can induce lag in the data streams going from the local precincts uh, to the secretaries of state and the media, an equal amount of lag, and then they can do packet substitution in key areas and change the results. This was talked about, but nobody could bring it to court. Yeah. Uh, well, because they you didn't know, Mike, have standing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there standing. you go. Well, I wanted to mention something that you brought up, and and it relates to this 14th Amendment type thing about state citizenship versus United States citizenship. And uh, I wanted to bring up, uh, even though uh, uh, the 14th Amendment, the first part of it's pretty clear that if you're a state citizen, you are automatically a United States citizen. Uh, So you're a citizen of both. (laughs) But even then, they don't use it properly uh even they don't use it even how they the, they said it's to be used because you know the federal if you know if you're if you're a citizen of the United States then the United States constitution would be the your constitution as well well the 7th the 7th amendment of the United States constitution guarantees uh, a right to trial by jury in civil matters over twenty dollars. Well, okay. So now they've declared that all all state citizens are now federal citizens, are United States citizens. But oh no, no! I'm sorry, you misunderstood. You you don't have a Seventh Amendment right to a civil trial uh, for matters over twenty dollars. That's only federal. That only has to do with federal cases. Well, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I mean, it says right there in the U.S. Constitution that's a civil, it's civil cases. And, and so it's, they're talking about federal civil. Well, wait a minute. You just made me a, a citizen of the United States, but I don't have constitutional rights under the federal United States Constitution. I, you know, that, uh, yet they turn around and say, well, you have a, now you have a Second Amendment right. Now they've done that. They said, "No, you have a, you have a Second Amendment right as a United States uh, citizen, but you don't have a Seventh Amendment." I, I mean, I'm going to tell you. I think, you know, if you're a lawyer very long, I think you freaking lose your mind in this the system. These these people, they they've lost all sense of being able to rationally determine anything. And I mean, they don't care. All they want to do is win the case, all right? So there is case law in the Seventh Amendment that says that that original intent, which they love to go to when they 
conveniently. The original intent of the Seventh Amendment was to provide those people in the territories and the District of Columbia with that right, and it doesn't apply to the general several states. So they've used that to say it doesn't apply to you because you're a state citizen, but yet your status before the court is a subject to the jurisdiction of the United States. They so see they, they play word games. You're not a citizen, you're a subject, and by your silence you accept the jurisdiction, so you have to dispute the jurisdiction. So, yeah, well. So, you know, and that's the thing. By your silence you accept the uh, status as a United States citizen subject to all the laws that nobody could keep up with that they're passing. You know, they teach for decades in criminology class that the average American commits four felonies a day and doesn't even know it. Yeah. So. Well, well, this is just to me. This is, uh, and I I, I go, agree with uh, uh, James Madison that w- when there are so many laws that you can't uh, not know what they are today or know what right. they are tomorrow, this is a poison to liberty, and we've arrived. We no longer have George- lawful. Co- we have poison, and we have tyranny. John Adams or Jefferson one, I can't remember. You can easily look look, look it up. Said. Laws are meant for men of ordinary understanding. It should not be interpreted in terms of metaphysics to mean everything and nothing at the same time or at the whim of the government. <laughs> so, I mean, hello? They, they don't. They have no loyalty. There's no reason to be loyalty to what is operating today, uh, claiming to be government. There's no reason to say the Pledge of Allegiance. There's no reason to swear an oath. I mean, where did all that Well, there's no in? constitution that, that's not... Uh, Dissolved that would that would uh, uh, compel our allegiance to it. They're, they're, how can we be? How, how can we have allegiance to a dissolved constitution? I I just uh, and no one can defend the constitution. I say, you know, I hear people talking about defend the constitution. Well, you can't defend a a dissolved constitution. The the only time you can defend a constitution is to prevent it from being altered by law without amendment. But once that's done, it's too late. You can't do anything about it. Hence the need for all these national emergencies to suspend the constitution to make sure nobody has access to those laws and they can operate at whatever whim they see necessary. And uh, so each president even calls themselves a government, like when uh, Harry Truman, I think it was, recognized the de facto state of Israel. His press secretary wrote out a press release, and I saw it in the 90s in a 6th grader, 7th grader's English book, some middle school English book. They had a print of the dang thing, and he had marked out what his press secretary had written, and instead of saying the United States recognizes the state of Israel, he marked out uh, the United States and put in this government recognizes the, and then you put a carrot, de facto state of Israel to exist. So, <laughs> well, well you're right. Uh, when you say that, the, uh, and that's the way the media, the mass media cartel, uh, also describes these presidents is, uh, uh, in a way, it, it's like a, a, a king. They're monarchs. We have an elective monarchy these days, which is absolutely the worst form of monarchy. If you're going to have a monarchy, for God's sakes, let's have a bloodline monarchy because that that prevents a lot of this uh, uh, corruption we have all the 
Would, would you want the Biden bloodline to rule? <laughs> That's right. Well, we'd That's be in trouble. <laughs> Pretty well, soon, they, man. They we would have. I'm sure. You'd have to wheel these people in in a wheelbarrow. Yeah. But, like the Kennedys, they would probably kill every heir to the Biden line. Whoa, uh, that was know. terrible. Yeah, that terrible. Yeah, old John tried to run against Hillary. What do you think you're doing? Boom goes your plane in that ocean. Uh, whatever, whatever happened there, but uh, yeah, you're so, right. Yeah. Well, Mike, anyway, I'm going to have to let you go. Right, I enjoyed sure. talking to you. We did a lot, right. but we got another caller. He's been hanging on a long time, so enjoyed it, Mike. Thanks for calling. Oh, Roger from Ohio. What do you want to talk about? Well, uh, the biggest story that I was hoping that somebody on RBN would talk about would be the. Speaker of House being voted out, Kevin McCarthy, McCarthy, and uh, and gold is the canary in a gold mine. If you notice, last week it's been crashing. And the other big big story is uh, the judge taking all the money from Donald Trump. And I would think you know people, the mega people, should be out in the street and raising hell about it. Uh, yeah, uh, raising hell about the judge did what with Trump and now? And they just stole his corporation. They told them that they're they're confiscating it and they're going to sell it off for pennies on the dollar. They're going to sell his corporation, uh, uh, Trump's corporation? That's right, haven't you? And I've watched True News and Rick Wild's been talking about this and some two-bit attorney in uh, New York City said uh, he was a fraud, and they're taking all his money, and they're going to sell everything that he has. Uh, whoa. I mean, that's uh, – now, uh, well, where did they get the – don't they have to have a judgment to start with to take uh, – yeah, did they find him so, guilty already? You would think so, but no, that's not, that's not how they're doing it. So, well, I, mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't follow that. I don't, I don't see how any court can, without a judgment, uh, to take any property. I mean, that, on their own, huh? This is a judge that says I'm going to do it, and and is doing it. Well, that guy needs to put be put in a rubber room. Uh, you you can't do that without a a. a, a a judgment by a jury. I mean, that's they'd have to have a, a judgment against him for that. And uh, and who's the claimant? I mean, would, would this? That, that's a good one. I mean, that's what Donald Trump said. Uh, no banks are saying that fraud against him. They're saying that he over evaluated his uh, his his corporation holdings to get uh, a better loans and stuff. And they're saying, well, there's an army of attorneys and lawyers and everybody else that are keeping track of all this stuff. So this, everything is, is legal and above board. Well, do you know how many people lie about their the value of their property to get a bigger loan? I mean, I would say only 1,000 people a day. I mean, th- that that's almost common practice. I mean, uh, 
who doesn't try to over-evaluate their property so they can get a loan big enough? See, one of the biggest banking tricks that's been going on out there for years is they undervaluate your property, and they love to give you a loan that's not enough to do a good job. So they give you uh, just a little – They and first of all, they don't loan you any money anyway. They loan you some credit. They give you some credit, so they don't, they're not out anything. They create the money when they give it to you, and uh, so they don't lose anything. There's nothing at risk, so they, they, but they just give you enough credit to screw it up, not do a good enough job so it doesn't fly, it's not economically viable, it doesn't work. And so then, then the vultures come in, and they pick up the project you did, for uh, for a lot less than it was is worth, and you're out, and now they got the property, and they're developing, and they put more money in it, and make it fly. This is, I mean, banks are the most unscrupulous entity on earth. I mean, people ought to be guarding against bank operations all the time. Yeah, well, that's you know during the depression, if he's a farmer and and you. And you owe most, you know, you were in debt, you know, seventy percent. The banks left you alone. But if you uh, if you were just about ready to pay off the loan and you couldn't make it, they came in and took your property. So, I mean, yeah. this is old school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as if, yeah, yeah. as if. I tell you, well, I I got to start paying attention to this Trump thing in court. Then I thought this was all just going to kind of fizzle out, but. uh man i'd I'd be sick if they uh, tried to take all of his his uh properties i mean and and again who's the claimant wouldn't there have to be somebody injured here i mean just a general a, a general claim of fraud or you lied or something you got to have somebody that's injured you got to have a and, and they have to be bringing it and they have to show that they've been damaged by this well i mean uh, uh, Who's damaged by uh, this stuff? I mean, I first of all, they're just trying to crucify this guy because he he dared stand up against uh, uh, the the election thing and question the election. I, and I I can't imagine why questioning the uh, the authenticity and accuracy and uh, uh, honesty of an election. How is that overthrowing democracy? If anything, that's that's strengthening democracy. It's saying, let's take a look at this. You have allegations. You have evidence. Let's take a look at this. You you might be right. There's probably some cheating going on here. It wouldn't be the first time. So let's take a look at it. They just blew this thing and trying to make him a revolutionary and everybody that was in favor of him as a insurrectionist and a, a overthrower of democracy. This is all the most bizarre accusations I've ever heard in my life. I mean, and they're inapplicable, uh, totally inapplicable. That's, I mean, the worst you could say about that stuff that went on on, on January the 6th. In, in Washington, D.C., is that there was some vandalism. These people did do some vandalism. But that's it. That's, they're not overthrowing democracy. I mean, that's a ridiculous. I mean, no, you know, you wouldn't overthrow a democracy that any with a spray can or 
a smoke bomb or breaking a window. That's not how you overthrow. <laughs> I mean, it's absurd. I mean, it's it's just uh, used to uh, as a political maneuver to harm another party or group or prevent them from having a shot at the office, uh, being able to get in the office. And first of all, he I heard is what he said. He never incited a riot. Just because you use the word march down the road doesn't mean you're marching with machine guns uh, trying to overthrow the government. You're simply, I mean, didn't, uh, what was the, um, uh, some of these black guys, didn't they have a march? Didn't they have a freedom march? Didn't they have a civil rights march? Didn't they call it a march? That didn't mean they were marching with the military to overthrow the government. I mean, th- these people in mass media cartel is responsible for a lot of this stuff because they they simply are putting the spin on this, and they're working with people in office to use that spin. It's it's just inapplicable, and it, it's it's embarrassing is how stupid it is. Well, Mar Largo is in is in his corporation. And uh, they said it was worth $18 million. And then the realtor says, well, it's really worth between over 300 and $700 million. <laughs> and so uh, it's a, this is a, some black lady that's a judge of Letitia something. And, uh, oh, she's so she was so proud of herself. You know, she's a, she hates Trump and all the other crazy people that despise Trump, you know, and they're so sick in the head from watching all that propaganda all the time. And I, I can't understand why people... I stopped watching TV in 1980 <laughs> because I couldn't stand it. Because it's I pretty knew bad. They were, manip- they were manipulating us and everything. And I yeah. just couldn't. And so, you know, I've been waiting for you guys to talk about the Speaker of the House. This is a big deal. The price of gold crashing down, and Trump getting stolen everything. I mean, it's, it's just October is going to be a very interesting month. Let's put it that way. Well, I enjoy your show, and you you stay safe down there in Texas. And thank you for taking my phone call. Well, thank you, Roger. Appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for calling too. That was fun. Uh, not that it has to be fun, folks. This is not fun. We're not talking about fun, but I, it is good to to talk truth and just talk what's on your mind and be honest. Uh, there's so little of that in mass media cartel; it's pathetic. But anyway, uh, well, if any other callers, we'll you know we got a few minutes here. If the, anybody wants to call in, and I mean anybody, if you're listening to the show and you've never called in before, give it a whirl, man. I, I'm I'm pretty easy guy. I talk about anything. So, uh, of course, that doesn't mean I know about anything, <laughs> about what you're going to talk about. But see, like I've learned from Roger, I didn't, I didn't know this. And uh, He said he quit watching TV, and apparently i got to start watching a little more of it or something, because I, didn't, I, didn't, uh, I wasn't aware that this was what they were trying to do, uh, was, was to take his assets. I mean, uh, that, and... and, and First of all, you got to win a case. You got to have a judgment. You can't just the judge just can't say, you know, I'm going to just take some of your stuff because I don't like you. You know, I'm going to take your stuff. 
that doesn't work like that. I mean, you got to have some kind of a judgment. It's got to be rendered by the jury or something. So, anyway, enough of that. And uh, uh, back to our our emergency, this so-called. Uh, I mean, why would this country at this state of of this much destruction of our country. And let me tell you, if anybody's overthrown the country, first of all, I'm so sick of hearing about overthrowing a democracy. How many times do we have to say this? America was never intended, nor was it formed as a democracy. Democracy was abandoned 400 years before Christ as one of the worst forms of tyranny known to mankind. And here they are, these idiots are still talking about democracy. This is not, America was never intended to be a democracy. It is a republic. It has limited authority based on the limited authority of you and me. It can never have, no lawful government can ever have more authority than you have or I have. And you and I have the same authority. You don't have more than I do, and I don't have more than you do. And that's why government only has one job, protect the property of every citizen in it. Now, is the federal government, is our state government protecting our property from illegal aliens? No, it is not. And are they required to? Yes, they are. I mean, I want to, if this, if this government is going to continue, now I'm going to tell you who's destroying our government. I'll tell you who's destroyed our republic. It's people in office that have gone to bed with the global bankers. They have destroyed this country, and now they are plundering it. They've opened the border to keep it open to plunder America. This is just like the plundering of Rome. This is the same thing. Well, we do have a caller here at the last minute. Tom from Utah, give it a tell us about it. Well, I just came out of court. I just want to affirm the fact that the truth has no standing in the court. <laughs> that, well, that's, that's right. I mean, just because you the truth, that doesn't mean you go anywhere in court. Anyway, if you want to see what truth, and in fact, I've been doing battle for a man for five and a half years now, and it's just harassment, harassment. Anyway, go to meadowsfire.com or theflamesofinjustice.com. Flames of Injustice, flamesofinjustice.com. And there's a link to a change.org petition. you got to see that. That's thousands of hours of my labor. Ooh, okay. Flamesofjustice.com. I'll certainly look at it. It's got that. Flames of Injustice. Oh, Flames of Injustice. Okay, yeah. Flamesofinjustice.com. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll do that, Tom, and uh, thanks for calling in. And uh, I believe that's, uh, we probably got about a minute left. So, uh, anyway, uh, you know, I, I hate, you know, what what are we going to do? 
I mean, I, I'm kind of at a loss for what are what are we going to do when our government doesn't do anything? It won't enforce the law, uh, and and now they're going to have an emergency. What what would this? What would a dissolved government alert us to, if not the plundering of our country? What what would it be? Some bad people are doing what? Uh, I guess storms, I mean, that's the only thing left, acts of God. There's a storm coming. Let's alert America there's a hurricane off the coast. Don't we already know that through the, uh, through, through the weather? I mean, just what is it there? What are they doing? What are they thinking about? Who's running this thing? What are they planning next? I don't like it. I think we ought to have lawful government. We ought to be thinking about how to get it. Well, we'll see you tomorrow and uh, at uh, Search for Lawful Government. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. John, the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.